It, it, maybe the first day of barber school, they need to ask you that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Never thought about it. Yeah, am I giving it up? I'm thinking I'm just trying to make some money. But after years go by, you be like, damn, yeah. People trying to get their hair cut on Saturday. Right. Are you ready to give up your Saturdays? And if he's ready for that, then he might be able to put the next step. Because anything else, I've seen people that never cut hair. Welcome back to the Let's Evolve for Tomorrow podcast. I'm your host, Tyrone Dent, and we help aspiring entrepreneurs, new and existing entrepreneurs, and small businesses move to the next level by providing strategies, tips, strengths, and opportunities from seasoned entrepreneurs and seasoned small businesses. Right now, we have a special guest on the podcast, my barber, Antoine Scales, out of Steve's Barbershop on Morse Road here in Columbus, Ohio. How you doing, Twan? I'm all right. How about yourself, Tyrone? Doing pretty good, man. So if you don't mind, if you could just give us just a quick intro and just uh, your background. Uh, well, like you said, my name is Antoine Scales. I work at Steve's Barbershop, 2725 Morse Road. Been working there for the last shit, 17 years, 17, 18, something like that. Same spot. Yeah, same spot. Uh Got my borrower's license in 1997, so we've been doing it for a minute. Okay. So what actually inspired you to become a barber? Like, did you just one day wake up and say, I'm going to barber school? No, no. My mom have, has four boys. Okay. I'm the oldest out of four. I guess about sixth, seventh grade, because I think I started cutting the summer Start cutting my, I, I cut my own hair first one night. Then my mom seen it. Then I cut my brothers and them hair. So that been the summer from the seventh grade, about to go to the eighth grade. You know, that's when you finally, for me, started looking into tennis shoes and things, looking into that more. It was like my homeboy, he was getting his hair cut every week. And we just couldn't get there. Like my mom, worked, whatever the case may be, couldn't get there. I might have been getting my hair cut once a month. Went to a barbershop looking, looking, and then I was like, man, I could do that. Uh, messing around, we had like some home hair, home walls, home cuts, some little $20. We had two pair of them. Okay. I adjusted one to be, I used one just to line it up and one to cut, and it took me probably about an hour. Come my hair, man, went on about the day, went outside the neighborhood, and nobody really paid no attention. Kicked it, you know, when I kicked it, with play. Came back home a little later, and my mom was like, how you get to the barbershop? So I did that this morning downstairs. And I said, call, call my brother, like, go and do him. Right, <laughs> right. Took me about 45, another hour. It was a slow, slow process, man. Knocked him out. Then my other brother... My dad worked third shift at the time, so when he finally the next day woke up and seen that we all had haircuts, like, all right. Took about three weeks, he finally was like, let me see, do me, and we doing this downstairs, and we had a basement down, I mean a bathroom downstairs, and a little, I could touch both walls with my hands, messing around. So you cutting your dad's hair? I'm, now I'm cutting my dad's hair, yeah, okay. bam, cut him, so that was the, so all through school, I didn't really pay no. I was doing that through school, never, not really thinking this is what I wanted to be because 
I'm still, I'm looking at the street, driving this Benz 190, and I'm trying to get with these, you know what I'm saying? But I need a haircut, you know, oldest, got an uncle here, he had been gone. So I ain't, I ain't got no big brothers. I am the big brother, and I ain't got no cousins around. They all stayed out east on the east side. Okay. So I'm just running with the dudes in the neighborhood, and there's a couple, couple cats out there. We in like a residential area. Ain't really, ain't no, ain't nobody selling dope or nothing right there, but we can go up the street around the way. Right. But I know, you know, just how you know when you're a young black dude. So I know some cats is getting some money. They just not getting it right there where we at. So I'm we walking around, but I'm trying to be with these. I just want some tennis shoes and some money to do some more saying. Mm-hmm. But don't, but, and all at this time, don't, I'm delivering papers all at this time. So I got a couple of little dollars. So I, I delivered papers all the way till I was in 10th grade. You know what I'm saying? So I've been, started delivering papers in the sixth grade. So I've been delivering papers. So I guess that started the work ethic. I've been getting up in the morning because the paper delivered every day. Rain, sleet, snow, or shine. Ain't no money through. <laughs> Seven days a week. Right, so right. So I'm doing that shit. So, man, fast forward, uh, 94, 95. How were you at the time? At this time, what I graduated, I'm about 19. Okay, okay. I graduated, graduated high school in 94, so, yeah. My daughter born in 95, 90, yeah, 95. Okay. So, fast forward. See my wife now, so my girl, she pregnant. It's, uh, I'll never forget, it's Mother's Day. But Mother's Day is coming up. I'm a... Uh, my mom is getting her hair done, and then my, my girl getting her hair done at the same spot. So I know they there, so I go to take them some flowers. Mother's Day about to be the next day or whatever. Mm-hmm. That's why I'm in there. Well, I don't want to say the name of the shop. You know no, what I'm I saying? I got you. I got you. <laughs> but it's all right. Uh, while I'm in there, they getting, their, they getting their hair done, so I go get my hair cut. They got a barbershop in there, too. Okay. Uh, man. They do that. So I get my hair cut, come back, and, and my mom like, what's wrong? She like, this time haircut's only like $15, $16, I think. And if you wanted to part, a couple extra dollars. So I was like, just gave him $18 for something I've been doing myself. Right, right. The uh, the lady that owned the shop, I, uh, she been knowing me as a kid. Since a kid, she she been uh, doing my mom's hair. So she know me. You know I know her. And she was like, you know what that tells you, right? Right. She's like, go on to barber school. You need to go on to barber school. Uh, uh, talk to her. She told me exactly where to go, and you you can do it. So the next the, the next day is Mother's Day, Sunday. So I go that Monday. Go down there and talk to the people. They like, yeah, you can start blasey blah, blah so forth. Uh, and that was it from there. So. A coincidence sent me to, <laughs> you know what I'm saying, barber school. So coincidence. When you got your when you got your certification, did you start off in the shop or were? When I got my license, yeah, yeah. Okay. You, uh, actually, I, I got my license. I graduated barber school like on a Tuesday, Tuesday or Wednesday, okay. Thursday. If if anybody from Columbus, uh, the next day. When I got out of school, I ain't, I ain't got my. I, when I finished school, you don't get your license till you pass the test. So okay. I finished school like on a Tuesday or Wednesday. Right. Whatever. I end up starting the very next day. Is a. Uh, I start working at Mr. Brown's, and if you're from the north side, Mr. Brown's is like, 
the NBA, <laughs> uh, the barbershop around that time. If you can get in there, guaranteed to make some money. He he was a little different dude, old older, old school type of how he ran his life and talked and did things. But you guaranteed to make some money. So okay, I graduated on a Wednesday. I was in there, so I, I was in there for like. 30 days. I actually ended up getting caught cutting hair without my license in there. Okay. So they, they, <laughs> they pushed me back. Uh, oh, so you started cutting in there before you got your license. I, I, graduated, I got out of school Tuesday or Wednesday. The very If it was Wednesday, that Thursday, I was So you got to wait in the barbershop. Yeah, you got to. You gotta, they, they, the, the test come. Uh, it's, the barber school that I went to, that's actually where they take the test at. But the test is one Monday, the first Monday of every month. Gotcha. So the test had already been taken. Okay. When I, by the time I graduated, so you, once you, you know what I'm saying, you finish your hours, they tell you done, then you got to go yeah. sign up. You just can't walk in. You got to sign up for the test. And if it's full, you got to wait till the next one. You know what I'm saying? Things of that nature. So when I uh, got out, you know, I wasn't called. They was like, all right, they're going to put me on the, on the schedule. Because I think the very, the, the next month, uh, so I got my license like October or something. Okay. So November I was supposed to take the test because whatever, you know what I'm saying? The first the first class was filled. I know she told me that, so I'd be on the next one. Be So it was like 45, 50 days I had to wait to, to uh, take the test. Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, but in, in the mix of that, I get caught cutting. So he pushed me back another 30 days okay. and gave me a fine. So when I finally got my license, you know, I ended up getting my license. They caught me in there. Mm-hmm. We, we, they had a setup kind of sweet. I ain't, if I wasn't cutting hair, I was sitting in the chair like this. They go to barber chair. So, but he, by me going to the school that they worked at, they already knew who I was. Right. So when he walked in, he went on, gave me the paper. You know, you fill out the paperwork, you know, get you, get you a fine. They, the, the place that I worked at, they had caught him before, so I think I had a hundred dollar fine. He might have had a five hundred dollar fine. Right. And you I ended up having to pay that uh once I got my license. So I got my license, hundred dollar fine mm-hmm. and shit. That was it. So as a new barber, how did you like how did you market yourself when people came in? Did you just like sit there hoping that people would come to your chair where you outspoken? Especially as a new uh, barber. Uh, by the time I got my license I've been cutting people's hair in the neighborhood, so I got the neighborhood. I got three younger brothers. They got friends, so you know. So I already got some people that I've been messing with, right. family and friends. Uh, but when you when you first start nine times out of ten, you go. I went. I, I had to work up north because I was living up north. Everything I did was on the north side, so it wouldn't be wouldn't be good for me to go work out east where don't nobody know you. So you already you're gonna be working in the area that. Somewhere someone knows you or the barbershop you used to go to when you was a kid or mm-hmm. <laughs> anything like that. So you you kind of familiar with the area or just back then, I think this is the early 90s or late 90s, you know, if you stayed up north, you did. Right. You ain't go out east. You right. ain't going. So, you know, you, you I went to Mifflin High School. Everywhere where I'm working at is the same area. My mom still stayed in the same place, house we grew up in. I stay ten minutes away from her on the north side. I work at Steve's, so you you keeping everything in the familiar area. So when you coming in, and these places that I worked at had heavy walk in, mm-hmm. okay, heavy walk in. So is is the shop is bumping like 
So did you have people like sitting in the chairs, like looking at your style of cutting? They, or? they might, they watching you. You know, if you you've been in a barbershop, rather you do. If he ain't cutting your hair, or not. If you, the person that you waiting on, you looking at the person to the left and to the right. Right now, you might not see the person if they cutting behind you over there. You and you ain't judging. You looking so. You know, as time goes on, somebody might have been watching you, looking at you, and you'll get it. Or, you know, you, 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 every now and then you get cocky and you be like, you know, if you don't, you know, if you don't like it, you ain't got to pay for it. Right. It's like that. You do things to, to, but most of them places you, you bringing people in, but I just ain't waiting. I got people already that's dealing with me. So somebody coming in, so that'll help you out if you, you ain't got no clientele. It's going to be hard. So, now you gotta talk in, but if the shop is moving, you it's people gonna come in. They coming and going. Right. Coming and going. You gonna somebody don't want to wait. They ain't gonna be able to wait every day, all the time. Right. You gonna get somebody, so you you have to learn how to sit. That's that's you learn that. You learn how to sit. So it's marketing ain't like it. Wasn't no social media. Right. <laughs> so that's true. Everything was word of mouth. You got some business cards or but or if you had a shop that is. Prominent, right. so you you didn't go to no shop. Every shop that I ever worked at, and there's probably four of them, always been on a major street: Cleveland Avenue, Morris Road. You know mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Uh, and I worked on High Street, okay, on campus. You know what I'm saying? Colors, Colors was no longer there now, but uh, so it's, these are predominantly. It's moving. The area is moving. Right, and you said Mr. Browns. That was like the NBA bar back then. You yeah, know, the yeah. NBA of the barbershop. So on the other north side, we ain't okay. gonna can't judge the whole. But on the north side, if you you didn't stop by there and got your hair cut at least gotcha. one time, okay. And it's 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 a lot of barbers that got barbershops in the city then went through Mr. Browns. Right. Yeah. So what were some of your like milestones and turning points as a barber? So you fresh, you kind of, well, not necessarily new into the game, but at this point you went to school, you got your license. Yeah, you're still new. It's taking about three years. You Now you're just grinding because you, if you're working in the shop and you're looking, you're seeing what you can, uh, you're seeing some money that can be made and overnight and like anything, just like starting a business. It ain't going to work overnight. Right. So you're going to have to sit there and you Go to lunch, you might have to sit here. You can't go to lunch with them. Now you can get some of these people that they ain't getting. They ain't there to get the walk-ins because you're there. You know, you play the game sort of like the streets or anything else, you know. Okay. So you, you know, and you got to wait your turn. If you ain't patient in the barbershop, it's going to be hard. So would you say your milestone was just basically critiquing and, I guess, polishing and sharpening your craft until it was your turn? You, you, didn't, you didn't cut so much. By this time, when you when you get out of barber school, nine times out of ten, you know you ready for the barbershop. Mm, okay. So you didn't. I've been. You, you never stop cutting hair until you get in the shop. You ain't. You ain't. You don't stop cutting hair at home until you get in the barbershop and you've been there for a minute. Then you be like, I ain't cut no more hair at home. Right. So you you constantly every day you you done did something every day rather it's yourself, somebody else, your kids. You you cutting. You going to barber school. Five days out the week, right. six days out the week. You right. know what I'm saying? Monday through when you at the end when you're trying to hurry up. So it ain't you. You got confidence. Just anything like I know I can do. Right. So that ain't. It's just now you need somewhere. Uh, you know, sort of like 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 a drug dealer. Now you need a trap to sell it out of or a corner. Right. I got it. You know what I'm saying? Here it is right here. I sit here, I can make it. You know what I'm saying? You already got the confidence that you can do it. Okay. Or you or you wouldn't be there. You know right. what I'm saying? You ain't and 
I'm seeing is like the cats that I've been looking at. Right. Like Harvey Neal, Spank, and you know, Moss, it was some cats that could go. Okay. So you like, you you already took some of those cats that I went to barber school with is some from a, that could go. Or Jamie Woods, Phil Way, you know what I'm saying? Reese that I used to work with, Steve actually, you know, a lot of cats that I'm working with now mm-hmm. that I went to barber school with, watch them come out, you know what I'm saying? Like, okay. Mike Powell, some, some, I went to school. Barber school with some dudes that, like I say, got shops now, own shops, and they can go. So right. if you can, if you can stand side by side with them, okay. And I was, you know, learning. You you didn't cutting, you know, them is you most of your milestones. And shit, your milestone things you said you said in barber school. If I can finish this, I can make it. Okay, okay. <laughs> so it ain't really when you get in the shop because the shop moving. Then once you get in the shop, everything you learned in barber school throw that shit out the window. Okay. So let's revisit the, the milestones and turning point. At any point, did you look at the other people that you were side by side with that were probably leaving the shop that you were at or any other shop starting their own barbershop? Did you ever want to start your own barbershop? No. Why not? I mean, you, you think about it, but it ain't simple. I try and live a simple life. Let me go on get this money and get on out of here. I don't want it. Uh, I don't want to be responsible, and I don't know if that's the right word or phrase to say, but like when you start your own, you get your own shop. And, and I would say this now, I done been in, I got enough talent, skill, whatever, I could open up a shop, mm-hmm. but is it guaranteed that I tell you to come with me, is you going to make some money? Right, right. I don't want to feel bad if the next person, you know what I'm saying? So me coming with you as a barber. Or just anybody. I got the shop over now. You come on over here and work for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's bumping. It's people coming in. And I got. Is, is they gonna give you a chance? Do you got? To, can you bring some people to help out? Right. Because I know I got enough people for me. Mm-hmm. So that you know, when you when you start your own shop, location, location, and things of that nature. Do do you want to be in the building like we in right now recording? That that ain't good. Right. I, Personally, I don't think that's good. Right, right. Why is that? You you want somebody come past here? They don't know it's a barbershop in here. It'd be in the doctor's office type thing. Now you have to promote unless you got everybody in there got clientele. Then it's simple. It's easy. It, it'll work. You know right. what I'm saying? Right. Or or the, the, or it's a clothing store inside the building that you're working beside where people constantly coming that can see you. But if not, right. I always thought you know the walk-ins. You you get a lot of people. When we're working now, trying to buy a car or <laughs> going to public stores. Right. So they see it. When I worked at <coughs> Brothers, it's a store right there, Cleveland Avenue, going right. down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even and, and Mr. Brown's is on Cleveland Avenue too, but it's that, that word and mouth and the, 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 the quality of barbers that they had at the time in there that, that then came through there. You know, at one time when I started working at Brothers, half of them dudes that worked at Brothers came from Mr. Brown's. Mm-hmm. They left Moss and all them used to work at Mr. Brown's, left Mr. Brown's to start Brothers. Wow. So that's how I ended up getting the spot at Mr. Brown's because them left. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So, you know. So you left Mr. Brown's and went to Brothers? I left. No, I left Mr. When I left Mr. Brown's, I didn't have my license, so I got my license. I started working at Colors on campus. Oh, okay. So I did a little stretch on campus. Okay. So I worked at Mr. Brown's first. Then I went to campus when I officially had my license. Gotcha. Worked there. Then 
uh, my, my homie uh, Bob ended up opening up a shop. So I worked on campus from uh, 97 to, to 2000. Okay. From 97 to 2000, my homie Bob opened up a, a shop out east. I ended up going with him because that was right around the time when Campus Partners was buying everything up on campus. Mm -hmm. So, like, shop I worked at, it's no longer there. You can't even, if you wasn't around that time, you don't even know. It's a, it, it's a big, it's a Canes right now on the corner okay. of 11th and High. Okay. The street was a one-way, not a two-way now. All that shit in there. None of that was down there. It used to be a BW3 door, a couple doors down. Scully's, the Scully's that people going to now, the bar and shit. Right. On Sunday, Scully's used to be right there. It's a lot of stuff. Just things changed. So he ended up, uh, campus partner started buying people out and moving things around. We ended up going out east. I worked out east with him. And then that might have, I don't know. Financially, it wasn't the best, but it helped me grow up. Why is that? Campus. Campus, campus get 18 every year all over. Right. <laughs> September <laughs> turn 18 all over. But you're getting older. You know? right. And just, you got to, you got to, when you're working in an environment like that, you have to interact with the people. So we doing, I was I was 20-something still going to icebreakers. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> no, I'm too old to be But so this you is how you, this is this how, yeah. Okay. Yeah. This is how you still, I might have been, but what, 24 or something? Okay. 23, 24, but you got to think they come in 17, 18. Mm -hmm. Somebody at that icebreaker, 18 years old, but I'm cutting the dudes and promoting the icebreaker and doing, you know what I'm saying? So you you just, you know, by now, you, I'm, I'm getting more established. You got some money. You, you, you making money. You blowing money. You, you know, but just help me realize once I left there, Slow down a little bit. My family little getting a little better. I'm thinking more and more. You know, I need to settle down. Went on, proposed to my wife. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Then uh, left there. I left there, and so from 2000, I worked out east for four years. Left there in 04. So you left Colors in 04? I left, no, I left Colors in, uh, in 2000. In 2000, okay. Then I, I used to work at Premier Cuts with my dude that I worked. Uh. I used to... Me, uh, Bob and Spence. That was the shop out east. Out east, yeah, off okay. of Refugee, and that was it. Was it was a, it was a great shop. I did. Uh, it was a barbershop and car wash. Like you get your hair cut, you wash it. You get to wash your car go through. You can actually see it getting washed. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like if you sat in my chair, it was the window like this, facing that way. All the chairs face that way, and you can see the cars going through getting washed. And it was it was it was just. Ain't nothing. We stop at East Lamar. I might holler at this chick, but right. getting a haircut. Sitting on barbershop, fuck around out east. So it was just before it's time. So, so let me ask you this, and I don't know if you mentioned this or not. Why'd you leave, Mr. Browns? That was your first shop. Right, I, I, I didn't have no license. You oh, got, so you I got had caught. To leave. You got, I didn't have to leave, but you, I, it, I was working every day till just coming in on the weekends until I got my license because. You don't want to get caught no more and get caught again. Might not let me get my license at all. So it was just, I was just going in there on uh, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. You okay. know what I'm saying? And it was just, you can't, it ain't consistent. You know what I'm saying? You, well, you know, and you worry. Right. <laughs> this and that. So I just, the, like the last 15, like last two weeks, I just like, man, I'm going to get my license, Mr. Brown. I'll holler at you. Okay. Then 
he just waited for the test. I was waiting for the test now, you know, test came, bam. I uh, end up start working at Colors. Dude, my uh, wine end up he got his own shop like everybody, you know. Okay, uh, got his own shop. He uh, went to barber school with him. So why didn't he, you stay at Mr. Brown's? Just it ain't. It's 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 a different environment. Okay, okay. Not not nothing negative. Right. Just I'd have seen it. He he helped mold me. Like Mr. Browns, you you gotta be there on time. If the shop is open at this time, if you ain't got no excuse or whatever, so say the shop open up at eight thirty. If you coming at nine thirty, you gotta pay a fine. Oh wow, twenty five dollars or or like if you going to the doctor, or dentist or something, he ain't tripping or something. You know what I'm saying, something like right. that. But you just wake up and I ain't going to work till noon. <laughs> but so it, but it teach you this. Okay, I can give you this twenty five dollars. Mm-hmm. Or don't just take the day off. But I can give you this $25, and you guaranteed to make that $25. Next 45 minutes, you didn't have that $25 back. Right. So you can give them the $25, make $125, or so teach you, give my you know, $25. <laughs> and I done gave him $25 several times. Everybody, you know, man, I'll be there. You call and tell him I'll be there. Ain't no cell phones. You call in the shop. Then, you know, you don't, hey, I'll be there. What you call it? You know what it is. I know. So right. When you walk in, before you go touch that station, <laughs> you're going to break in his bread <laughs> off and go and get to work. So, and, so th- and it's just structure. He has, he has structure. The shop closed at 530. We, we cleaned the shop every day. Everybody at 530. If you had somebody you was finishing up, <coughs> you got to finish your, you finish him, but everybody else, we cleaning, mopping, sweeping. And by 6, 6.15, we out of there, the door's locked. Okay. And it, 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 that, that structure was great. I needed that to help you, help you realize, or right, like you said, now I know what I'm telling you, just sitting. You used to sit there and read the paper. I walked to the store, little, whatever that is, it's still there to this day. Uh, that little gas station, get the newspaper, sit back in there, read the newspaper. That might go to lunch because I'm the new dude in there. But but he helping you too when you're on. He be like, I got a hot new dude out the barber school. He pretty good. Go on. Bam. Uh, okay. So he'll help you. know, everybody in the shop, a nigga, like I said, I went to barber school with some of them dudes in there. Uh, when I was in there, Darnell, Darnell ended up buying the shop. Mm-hmm. Darnell got it right now. I can't think of the name of it. Uh, <clears throat> same place. Darnell got it now. You know what I'm saying? So, and I was coming in there. My homeboy and them was getting their hair cut by Darnell. I, a lot of shit in high school, parts and shit I stole off of Darnell, putting in my little brothers in them hair, <laughs> you know. What I'm Going there, I would cut my hair down and just get a line up by them. So, you know what I'm saying? Been, I've been around the barbershops, and my dudes got their hair cut. My, my homeboy B and his uh, brother Quan. Okay. They got their hair cut every week. Right. And they started at Mr. Brown's, then they left them, a lot of them from Stoney to Moss and all them left Mr. Brown's. And open up uh, brothers. Moss and Stoney was the, the the owners of brothers. You know, what I'm saying they they are brothers. So that's how you get the name uh, brothers. You know, okay. what I'm saying? Yeah, I actually remember one of the owners. I don't think I ever met yeah, the other Moss. one. Yeah, the other one you might not have seen Stoney. Stoney really worked. But when I was started working in there, he wasn't working in there. Right. Yeah. So you left, and I don't know if you said this or not. You so you left. You left Mr. Brown's. You went to Colors. Why'd mm-hmm. you leave Colors? Uh. Like I said, Campus Partner was buying it up, and just I just I got to thinking it's getting young, so I went on all these. My dude, okay. fresh, you know what I'm saying? New start, just that time. 
So did you have so, to, every time you moved, did you have to start over as far as your clients? No, by now you got, well, I didn't, I didn't take no clients from Mr. Brown's to Colors. You okay. know what I'm saying? So I ended up growing, growing some customers at Colors. Three years, if you're somewhere in three years, you can get some. But you got to think, I'm still cutting from the neighborhood now. I still got people coming, friends, people. Now I'm meeting other people, college students that can't go nowhere. Right. They ain't got no cars. Right. And Colors, but, um, Colors was the first place that I ever worked that took appointments. Okay. So that's helped me. Like, I take appointments now. I'm the only person in the shop at Steve's that take appointments. Everybody else do walk-ins. But, so I already was familiar with the appointment thing. Mm-hmm. So then, you you you, you know, they're on campus. And campus is a lot different now. There wasn't no shoe stores, none of that shit. It was restaurants, bars on one end. <laughs> and at that time, all the bars was right there where we was working at. So, okay. you know, did a lot of stuff down there. So you grow them people three years, got some people. Still cutting family and friends from the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. So go out east, meet a couple people out there. So I didn't, I'm out there for three, four years. Left there. I left there in 04. I left there, then started working in uh, Brothers. Okay. And Brothers was now get back, like getting back to your roots or whatever. Because now I'm back on the uh, north side. Okay. Back on the north side. No. Dude, my, my homie Jar that I work with now, mm-hmm. went to high school with him. Been knowing him since a little kid. Man, man, I've been knowing Jar since I was we 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 was in the first grade together. Oh wow! So I've been knowing Jar since that long. Hey. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's a long time, man. So, bam. Now we you know went to high school working. So he the one who was like, I already knew Moss. My, my dude Jody that had the car wash him and Moss, you know, saying good friends. So he put the word in for me. Bam. Other people that was working in there, like Kev Stringer. I went to work school with Kev. Mm-hmm. Went to high school with his brother. You know what I'm saying? It just, it's, it's going over there was, was a simple transition because I'm from the north side. I don't know when the work school with Steve. No, was already in there. You know what I'm saying? Right. It was simple. And a lot of cats that just, they're not coming out east. Right. So now it's easy. Now, now I'm getting more of the neighborhood cats coming back through. And like I said, I got three younger brothers. They got friends, and you know, so it, it was it was easy. Now I got got up north, and it made it easy. And, and brothers, brothers is like the extension of a Mr. Brown's. Okay, brothers got ten barbers in there, and it's it, it's moving. It got ten different personalities, ten different. You know what I'm saying? And it's going in and out. The door swinging. You mm-hmm. can take his work. You gonna make some money, right? <laughs> you know. And at that time, Mr. Brown, brothers, brothers. Was probably the highest booth rent in the city. You got to think in '04, we was paying two hundred dollars back then. Okay, so so that, that lets you know that was high back Hell then. Oh yeah, it's high. Well, I mean, it's I, high, <laughs> high. Yeah, shit. but it's it's coming through. Two hundred dollars, you pay him two hundred dollars a week, but it's it's open six days a week and it's money. Yeah. So so going there helped me. That was the first place that I ever worked on Saturday. Open up at six thirty. Okay. And it's open and it's going down. So you can easily, you can make that. You ain't got to take no money to work on Saturday. Right. You, pay that, you know what I'm saying? If you're moving by, by 1 o'clock, you done made that $200 to get him. Okay. And you got whatever you, and it's, it's, it's going down. There's money to be made. Right. So how long were you there before you left and went to Steve's? Uh. Two years. So how did that like that transition happen? He just one day said, "Hey, I'm about to open a barbershop. You want to come with no, me?" No, no, he never asked. He never asked. He okay. uh, 
I never had no intentions, honestly, to uh, to go to Steve's. Cause brothers is going down. Right <laughs> now, it's less people, less competition. Less, it's just me and Jar there. But so now me and Jar is there, and it just it, it changed. Now we, it's uh, like what I how I want to put it. It it it, it just start changing. You, you like for a barbershop when the the owner is there but not there. Everybody. Can't have ten people on the same accord, so that's never gonna happen. Mm -hmm. But it's it's like uh, since they figured me, Jar, and somebody else, a couple other people was we were making the money in the shop. Like it, it, the shop was going down, meaning like the bathroom would be messed up, and you know you got all the people going in there. You need to clean it. But mm -hmm. I, you see, I got these people here. Help out! It's still us, right. and you know we we wanted management to to really have a meeting so we can come together because now Steve left and got his own shop. Reese left, got his own shop. And those were the, they are the, not the the glue. Well, yeah, we're going to say the glue. Steve, Reese worked on the left side. Steve worked on the right side. But these, these are straightforward. They handling business. Mm -hmm. They're going, come on, man, let's let's get together. Let's do this and that. You right. know what I'm saying? Right. They could be a, a, a voice. I can't, these are there before me, so I can't really be telling these cats what to do. Right, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And, you know, and it's just, so come on, Moss. I, I, when they left, come on, let's call a meeting. Mm -hmm. he, he, he never really did, or I don't know. It's just, so then as you seen it, and one day just like, Something was going on, so I got to stop cutting my dude's hair mm. uh, or whatever to do something with the toilet or something in the bathroom. And it was just like, we, we, we should be, we, we shouldn't be that divided. Right. We all getting the same money. Right. We all paying the same amount. Mm -hmm. But if he ain't here to come help us out, let's let's get it together. It was just, just like that. That's how I was feeling that, 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 that day. And. Called Steve, cause Steve, Steve shop opened up in February. Me and Jar, February of '06, mm -hmm. and I didn't go to September of '06. After Labor Day, cause my birthday be falling on Labor Day. Okay. So after that, the holidays went. Then me and Jar went down there and been been there ever since. Okay. So what what would you say some of the key challenges are as a, as a barber, like things that you've experienced and that you had to overcome? So because, you know, we have listeners and there may be some barbers out there, aspiring barbers, new barbers, and they want to know what to look forward to, what not to look forward to, and how to handle some of those things. The first thing, it ain't uh, the key challenge is once you once you been get up <laughs> and go, but, you know, to get it going. After you've been doing it a while, you can be burnt out or it ain't no – you uh, – you you can't never let it be about you, okay. And and but you can't you can't let the customers run you because that that can happen too. Okay. Yeah, what do you mean by that? Meaning, all you you so and so need a haircut. I gotta be there. You gotta be there. Now you missing out on you you know uh, you you gotta be somewhere at six and the dude come in at five thirty, mm -hmm. and you want this last extra bit of dollars. And you know you gotta be somewhere at six, mm -hmm. so you, you might rush through him, but you, now you're still gonna be late. So, man, I got to go. So right. you, know, you know what I'm saying? Things of that nature, it it'll pull you. You know what I'm saying? Or 
you 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 scheduling. You ain't gonna want to miss no Saturday because you know the, the money is there, and you know things. You, those are things you have to figure out how you gonna juggle it. Okay, so how did you overcome those things? Took a long time, ain't I haven't. Okay. <laughs> but but it's, you know I'm saying more. You know what I'm saying you're saying no. It, I can't do it. But it ain't you you. The people is your business. Okay. So you 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 gotta be there for the people, and I I just my main thing, try and be consistent. You can call me, I'm gonna be at work. You know now with the appointment thing makes it easier, so you ain't wasting your gas. You coming from, cause now you know people coming from Reynoldsburg, Pataskla, Pickerton, all over mm-hmm. to come back up north to get their haircut. And right. you, so now by having an appointment, you ain't wasting or guessing if I'm gonna be here. Right. So none of that. So that that helps out. Uh, just things and you you gonna get burnt out but go on if, if you if you say you're gonna be there at this time try and be there schedule an off day if you because you, you can get you can get irritated then you could be making money and it'd be a lot of things man a lot of things most most important thing and, and what I learned the nigga hustling does not tip better than nigga that, that works at Chase <laughs> So once you realize, for real, you got big money, he gonna pay, pay the money, skip the line in the club, whatever, uh-huh. and give you exactly what that haircut is for. Mm. Not all of them, right? But right. most, you know, what I'm saying the working dude. So don't. And then once you, you know, everybody, the dude that work at Chase, don't treat him no different than the dude that's out there with all the stacks. Okay. Or 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 the the rapping artists, get, you gonna. Especially if he only, if you got to do so-called celebrity or something, if he only dealing with you once every two months, mm-hmm. don't shit on these niggas that you seen every week right. for this, for, you know what I'm saying? Exactly. So yeah. so what would you say, I know you're not competitive, right? But what do you feel sets you apart from the other barbers in the barber shop? Sets, and, and most, most of us got the same mentality, whatever. I'm, okay. I'm there, so it ain't no, it ain't no, me, I look at it like this. I work in the shop with you. I'm working beside you. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm not a better person than you. Right, right. <laughs> I'm exactly. not, it ain't no, just like your neighbor. Right. If you stay somewhere, I don't care if he got this and that. We next door neighbors. You ain't, <laughs> we, we pay the same fucking taxes. Exactly. <laughs> Whatever. So it ain't, it ain't, I, I never looked at it. I don't want to be in a competition right. with, with nobody because once I make it a competition, if me and you, I'm be trying to shit forever. Mm-hmm. Right. So I don't, I don't, people I deal with and co-workers, mm-hmm. it ain't, if I'm coming there and be a, who's the best, you can pick, we all good. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say I'm better than, or, right. but I'm not going to say that to him. And I wake up every morning thinking I'm better than half the in the world. You know what I'm saying? I'm better than, I'm better, you know what I'm saying? For right. real. So I got that confidence, but I'm just not going to do it. Do, am I, so what set me apart? And I don't know, just, I, I just try and be consistent. Okay. So it ain't no... Um, I ain't no showcase barber. I'm, I can give you that haircut that you can go to work with, you can go to church with, you can go to, you know what I'm saying? Consistently, I'm going to consistently give you the same quality. Okay. Quality, quality. I'm trying to still give quality over quantity. Right. The quantity going to come. Right. Then, you know, now, you know, I didn't start doing appointments till the pandemic. Okay. Right, I remember that. So we, so you know, so now I'm really. If you're gonna wait five people, I got to give you what you what you're looking for, mm-hmm. and it would be easily five people anytime. You know what I'm saying? Be right. there, and it, but you know now, 
I didn't switch that up. It ain't. I'm not moving like a machine anymore. And so it just that that might help. Give you the quality, get you there. I'm gonna be at work. Well, you well you know me. I call you the uh, the barbershop whisperer. I know, <laughs> you know. I know you're a very humble guy, but I wanted to say that because man, there's been so many things that I would come to you about that we can kind of relate to in terms of like having kids, um, just all kind of personal conversations that you give me a lot of insight on. So I appreciate it. So that's one thing that I'll say definitely sets you apart. Um, outside of that, can you give us a success story? Anything you can think of throughout your journey as an entrepreneur? Man, like I said earlier when we was talking, my, my success is being a black man still alive. Okay. I ain't know what the, what the hell I was going to be doing at 25, so that's a success. If you, us, us older black men and young black men in general, it's so much. So much you got to, rather it's, you know, the streets, the school, your homies, a woman. Mm -hmm. uh, every day we, we you Everybody entrepreneur, you know what I'm saying, is trying to be a success and it's just how how you how you wanna uh how you wanna put it. So my, my success is still being here. I I uh I'm taking care of myself. <laughs> okay. I didn't help a couple kids go through college, my kids, okay. you know what I'm saying? Right. Uh, I got a house. I'm I'm trying to, you know, the got no got a dog, just don't have no white picket fence, you know what I'm saying? Right. Those are the simple things that, that you know, car once you once you realize you gotta you gotta figure out your lane, then then the success can come. Okay. If you if you if you putting your lane way up here, right. it might take you fifty years to get to <laughs> up there. But if your lane is, you know, even kill and simple, probably never gonna have no Lamborghini money. So why the fuck I chasing this <laughs> Lamborghini? Cause I ain't even you ain't in the Lamborghini market in Columbus. Exactly. I need to go to Detroit or Somewhere I can count some of these superstars and get, you know what I'm saying? But if you got kids and this and that, you know. So if you don't mind, can you share some type of, like, failure or setback? Like, anything that you can think of as a barber? Because, I mean, we've had so many conversations, and I would hear you talk about, you know, for example, a new guy that may start in the barbershop, and you may go over and give them tips because it's something that you learned along the way. So what's a setback or or a failure that you had that you overcame and how did you overcome it? I ain't me getting up going to work, whatever. Uh, for me personally, failures and setbacks. I don't you don't, you might have a a, a setback because you got the speeding ticket and I gotta get them five hundred dollars. <laughs> Those are the type of, you know what I'm saying? Okay. If in the business you can go to work if this. Ain't none of the shops I ever worked up burnt down or <laughs> nothing like that. So it ain't no, you can't, you can't, it's, it's, it's only way you fail in the barber world if you don't, you don't treat the customers or and what you got going the right way. Okay. So how did uh, you. A setback, maybe, you know, I ain't, I ain't got no limbs. I ain't had no, no months in the hospital or nothing like that. So it ain't, I, I, I you know, God forbid, I haven't seen none of those failures and setbacks, you know, and it's, you know, once you, the shopping, how the climate and the things go, you you know what month's going to be popping, like, January about to be slow as hell, it's, it's, it's forgiving, okay. so, you know what I'm saying, you preparing for that. You Why know is January saying? slow? I don't, it just, you know, some people didn't, they make the New Year's resolutions, the weather get to change, and, you know, some people, 
ain't get my haircut wasting every week. Might come every two weeks, and it's just it's just it just slow down from January Valentine's Day it picked back up. So you got probably a forty five day stretch. It might be slow, you know. Like I say, the weather change. People trying to get their money back. They didn't spend Christmas. Uh, Kicking it for the New Year's and just you know that's when everybody trying to get their books back together and it, it affects you. Okay, so actually that's a good point. I'm glad you brought that up. So January slow time picks back up around Valentine. So does it pretty much from February when it picks up does it stay consistent from that point? Going, you know you have weeks, four weeks in in a month. Right. Just you on know, average. Just on average. I'm just saying it's four weeks in a month. It, 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 on your flow. Right. You, you might have at this time, say every two weeks, and it might be a heavy every two weeks, dudes. Okay. Them dudes, it might be you. So you add the, them two weeks, people with the people that come every week. You, you'll you'll see it. You'll know. You be like the first first and second week, I'm be killing them. Right. Third and fourth, it it just might change. It just depends on how your clientele coming, but you know you you'll see how it. Okay, so what's some advice? You give a lot of advice, a lot of solid advice, and I know you always say you're a <laughs> normal dude. You about <laughs> your experience, everyday life, man. There ain't no, this but, ain't no, and this is. I try and get you both ends. So let me say this: I'm, I want to go to barber school, and I come to you. You're OG at OG of barbers because you've been in the game for a long time. You've been to multiple barber shops, and I come to you and I say, "Hey, I want to become a barber." What's some advice you would give me? First thing would be like. Are you ready for the sacrifice? And the, the sacrifice is depending on, you're going to have to sacrifice to go through school. Uh, what I didn't know and I didn't realize this, I think maybe you told me this a couple years back. Are you ready to give up every Saturday of your life? Never thought about that. Maybe if the first day of barber school, they need to ask you that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Never thought about it. Am I giving it up? I'm thinking I'm just trying to make some money. But after years go by, you be like, damn, yeah. People trying to get their hair cut on Saturday. Right. Are you ready to give up your Saturdays? And if he's ready for that, then he might be ready for the next step. Because anything else, I've seen people that never cut hair, went through barber school, never cut hair, didn't cut no hair until that first person that the barber school put in front of them. So it can be done. So it ain't, you know what I'm saying, none of that. So though that that's the only question. Is you ready for this Saturday, anything else? Bar- barber school is like uh, the 13th grade. You're going to have some fun at barber school. all ages, <laughs> doing a different size of town. Some cats might be coming from Cleveland just to go to barber school, back to Cleveland, Cincinnati. Barber school is, is a great time because it ain't y'all in there. The, the school, when if the school is packed, it's just like like a barber, like you in a barber shop. Right. People talking this and that, you trying to, you know. When I went to barber school, it was off the chain. Okay, okay. <laughs> off the chain. Right, You know right, what right. I'm saying? <laughs> off the chain, yes. Yeah. So it's just, you're you going to have some fun. You're going to meet some people. And it's besides that, then now once you get your license, but the world is, the generation, the younger generation is different. So they 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 got it. And it took me a couple years from the younger dudes coming in, like, man, listen, I ain't getting my license coming to work at 9 o'clock. Right. I'm like, what? Right, <laughs> but I understand. I understand it <laughs> now. It ain't my, my generation even <laughs> get here at nine, get off at six, so I can go spend some of this money. I just right. made. They ain't got right. it all day. I still gotta get home to the family. So okay. it's a little different. It's a little different. So I understand 
that's being self-employed, being an entrepreneur, you know how you want to do it. So once you, just like their music, you got to, it's changing, changing, they changing. Mm-hmm. I'm cool with all of it now. Used to used to have my little words and comments about it, but now <laughs> you right. Right. What difference do it make? As long as he paying his boot rent, what difference do it make? He come at 12 or. Right. Because that's on him. Yeah, it ain't. Who are, who am I to say it's right or wrong? Right. Once you get that, once I got it in my head. Right. Yeah, you absolutely right. I apologize <laughs> for any of y'all, my young homies that came through, and I'm like, need to get some of this. I apologize. Right. I, I don't say it anymore. I probably stopped saying that four or five years ago. Okay. There was a couple of young dudes that came through the shop and was like, you know, so don't let the young world live it, live it, live it. Live okay. It. So there you have it from my barber, Antoine Scales. Let me tell you, this dude is definitely the, the barbershop whisperer, in my personal opinion. <laughs> uh, he's been cutting my hair for a very long time. I followed him from Brothers on Cleveland Avenue. If you're in Columbus, if you're visiting Columbus, Ohio, Antoine Scales is the barber to go to at Steve's Barbershop. Um, he's, my son just graduated. He's 17. He's been cutting my son's hair. He actually gave him his first haircut, cut his hair for a number of years, at least 15 years. He's still cutting my son's camera hair. He's 14. He's really good. For me, it's been about a week since I've been in the barbershop, so I got to get, got to get back in there. But Twan, how can they find you? Uh, yeah, Steve's Barbershop, 2725, I guess. I, social media, I ain't really, I'm on it, but I don't be posting, but it, if y'all want to. Uh, Facebook, just my name, Antoine Scales, I think. Then on Instagram, I think it's, uh, it's uh, Tricky the Great. Um, it, all them pages is open, so y'all can go and see. I don't know if I – I ain't posted no haircuts in so long, but it's – Okay. You know, you can get a little insight, a little bit about my life. Mostly ain't number family stuff on there, you know. And I want to thank Antoine Scales, my barber from Steve's Barbershop, for coming out. Thank you for joining the Let's Evolve for Tomorrow podcast, where we help aspiring, new, and existing entrepreneurs and small businesses scale to the next level by inviting people to the podcast that can talk about their failures, setbacks, success stories with us to help us grow to the next level. We'll see you next time.